Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I am the host of the show, Reese Arlen, along with my my long-lost <laughs> co-host, Christian Webb, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group. Christian, I am just so glad that you got over your coronavirus, bro. Like yep. you've been out for two weeks. Like you only I, took a little bit of haberdash. You know, I, I'm just I'm just so happy that you're here. I don't even know. We are accompanied by the best videographer on the face of the earth, David Woodruff, with Genesis Film. Make sure to show him some love. And today, we have a great guest by the name of Rich Moyer. Rich is co-owner of Hoppin' Brands. Yep. And dude, you have so many businesses. I, I don't even want to read them or talk about them. What, what do you got? Like, there's like a billion of them at this point. Yeah, right now we have two scoops creamery. We have three locations, Hoppin' Brands. Uh, under that umbrella, we have Hoppin' and South End, Penthouse and Plaza Midwood, the studio in South End between Max and Southbound. We have Hoppin' in Greenville. That'll be opening up in about two weeks. And we have some other stuff on the horizon. And somehow he has nothing to do but lunch today. So we're going to be talking about that later. Yeah, Isn't yeah. That? Like how, like how, okay, <laughs> we'll talk about time management in a minute. But at what point? You know, since you have so many businesses running right now, like at what point do you just, uh, you know, run for office or something or like try to take over the world? Uh, politics is something I will never get into. Okay, all right, all right. So never is <laughs> so the, is never the running for that. office. Yeah, uh, take over the world. Uh, I don't see that being in my near future, but just being able to have fun, give back to the community, and and do different things that the city doesn't have is something I enjoy. That's perfect, man. That's perfect. You could you could uh, have a pinky in the brain type situation and have somebody. <laughs> <laughs> just try to do the same thing we do every day open a new business for you instead of take over the world i guess yeah. but so time management man um well obviously you're a master of it because you have you know a thousand different businesses right now and here you are joining us for a podcast so what's your secret i mean how, how do you how do you end up you know meeting us here and and you know you're, only having a lunch appointment today. yeah only having yeah. a lunch appointment and you're and you're calm and collected all at the same there's, time there's plenty of things i can be doing but as far as on the calendar today there's only there's only one thing that i really have to do but mainly finding great people um, and instilling in them their, their own kind of ownership in the business, not that they have equity in the company, but giving them a position that they have ownership and they feel like they have ownership in that position and, and everything kind of relies on them. So finding great people, creating a culture within all of our companies that allow us to create an amazing culture that if you know my guys need anything, they can call me and if they needed <clears throat> something the next day and I can help them out with it, I would do that. So being able to have great people, pay them well, and then creating a culture that allows them to feel like they're a part of the company, a part of the future, a part of the vision, and allowing them to make their own mistakes throughout that time frame is has allowed us to to grow and let them do their own thing and, and run their show. Yeah, there, there's so many things that that you just said that we can that we can pull on. Um, the first thing that I that I want to kind of dive a little deeper into is is creating a culture. So you know, let's you know, again, we're talking to brand new entrepreneurs, people that are opening their own businesses. What what does creating culture mean to you and how do you do it? I mean, yeah. you've done it successfully, you know, 43 times now. For me, anything that I ask my employees to do, I will do, or I've done it already. Mm -hmm. um, every business that I've opened, I've done everything from start to finish when we first opened to learn it myself and understand it. Outside of that, every one of my employees know that my door is open at any time. And I personally meet with them, you know, my managers and my full-time people, at least once every six months to a year to sit down with them and talk about their personal goals and then their, you know, their financial goals and, and career goals, whether if that's opening their own business, continuing to grow with us or working with us for a year and then going to do something else. So allowing them to see how involved I am and how involved our business partners are 
with the business and then, you know, them saying, well, these guys are here for me. Um, and I also flipped the pyramid upside down. So everybody thinks the CEO is at the top. My, I work for my employees, so I'm at the bottom. You know, I don't go into our tap rooms or go into the ice cream shops or, <clears throat> you know, the other businesses that we own and say, you guys need to do this, this, and this. I go, and what do you guys need? Where can we help you? How can we make your job easier? And how can we, you know, become more successful? And then I also flip to them, what can we do? What are the customers saying? What are, you know, the people that are walking through our door, what are they saying that they want, that they mm -hmm. want to see? What are the things that are working? And how could that help us become more profitable or, you know, taking their ideas and flipping into something and then actually doing it. Yeah. Having, I think it's very important to have that hands-on mentality, but also, you know, having the, having the willingness to keep an open mind. And yeah. I'm sure there's been multiple times throughout ma many of your businesses where maybe an employee approached you and said, you know, we need, uh, you know, clowns on deck or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. something, something that you're just totally not okay with. And I think having an open mind and being able to say, okay, why do we need clowns? And then, you know, rejecting it because clowns are creepy, but, right. <laughs> you know, having, having that system in place to where people um, are comfortable talking to you about yeah. that stuff. Um, one of the other things that you said that I really want to want to dive a little deeper into as well is, you know, allowing your employees and management and staff to make their own mistakes. Yeah. And so how how do you handle that? I mean, mistakes happen. You know, yep. you, you can't. Uh, I mean, it's not like people act maliciously most of the time. Yeah. So when somebody, let's say they're at hopping and they break glasses or or something far worse than that, you know, maybe they get in some some Viking in there and start crushing kegs or something or yeah. whatever. Um, you know, what what's your uh, process for handling mistakes and damage control, so to speak? I mean, if it's something small like that, th these guys are going to learn from themselves. Mm -hmm. And I've always said, if you fail to fail, you will fail to succeed. Mm -hmm. And basically, your failure is your trampoline to success. Because if you're not failing, you're not learning. And if you are failing, don't consider it a failure. Consider it a learning lesson. Allowing our team to fail is most of the time, you know, unless it's something big, they're mm -hmm. going to fail. They're going to say, well, sh I can't do that again right. or figure it out. And if it continually happens, then all right, we're going to have a sit down conversation. We're going to talk about it and figure out why you continually show up late or why you continue to break glass, whatever it may be. And then at that point, it's kind of, hey, you know, learn from your lesson and, mm -hmm. and let's do a little bit better. Yeah. The bigger things, you know, the things that these guys may do that there's really nothing outside of death that they're going to do that is going to be so detrimental to the company that we have to like seriously have a conversation right i want them to fail i want them to learn i want them to do things i want them to throw spaghetti at the fridge and see what sticks try mm -hmm. different things and if it works great and then we'll implement it in other locations and we'll you know it'll all make us better in this day and age and there's so many bars open and tap rooms open and so many other businesses open you have to be different Mm -hmm. And if you're not different, you're not going to be pulling people in. If you don't know how to market to the right people, yeah, you're not going to be pulling people in. Our director of marketing the other day just was like, man, I just get so nervous to try different things. I'm like, dude, just try it. Yeah, try it and you, see what happens. You can't be the only judge of one post or the only judge of one thing. Let the million of people that are in Charlotte be the judge. Right. And then you'll know. Yeah, if it doesn't work, take it off and do something else different. Yeah, and keep keep learning type of thing. Yeah. And uh, on on the subject of that, you know, trying new things and stuff, uh, before this podcast, we had the opportunity to sit down with you for coffee at Central Coffee, by the way, if you want to sponsor us. Uh, Reese is always <laughs> down for some espresso shots. Anyway. Um, keep we, plugging. They haven't said anything Keep yet. plugging. You know, we're just going to keep it going, man. The more espresso shots you feed me, the way better that I operate. But um, one of the things is innovation, trying things that people have never done before. So mm -hmm. hopping in penthouse, both have the self-serve 
taps. Yep. And that's a pretty unique um, experience. I mean, I, I haven't been to Penthouse yet. I'm supposed to be going tomorrow. But, um, you know, what made you decide that that's the concept that you wanted to go with? I mean, it's very cutting edge. Yeah. After selling my construction company, uh, my business partner now with Hoppin, Drew was a client of mine in construction. He was down in uh, another city and saw the technology and called me up at like 11, 11 o'clock at night and said, hey, do you wanna invest in a bar? And growing up, my family owned restaurants and I said, there's no chance I'm gonna get into the food industry and right. be in a bar. He quickly sent me a video of the technology. A couple months later, we sat down, had a video conference with the tech company and I was sold because it was different, something that Charlotte didn't have and it eliminated 98% of a bar owner's problems. Yeah, yeah, there's far less overhead when you have Less people serving because yeah. people are serving their own stuff. Well, you, you know? just you don't have to worry about people stealing. The national average um, is twenty five percent of every keg is wasted. And wow, it's given away, overpour, whatever it is. Or you know, we don't have really any waste. A yeah, a lot of waste. That's yeah. a that's an interesting thing in itself. Um, so you don't have servers, and then on top of that, there's no waste. Yeah, everybody's paying for every drink. They have to. There's everything's no way accounted for. It yeah. eliminates you know managers or staff giving away free drinks because everything that they pour is on their wristband, so it's an easy report to pull. Right. So it allows us to kind of hold people accountable. Yeah. And it allows us to you know grow the business without having to worry about one location. And, yeah. And every dollar that flows through. So I want to backtrack just a little bit. So we talked about culture, but I think we went through it a little too fast. So um, at your level with multiple businesses, mm -hmm. um, culture has a whole other step to it too with with management so like you have to say i'm no longer going to manage this company because i have somebody in place that's making managerial decisions for me in this company yeah like how do you do that well enough to not actually be worried on a day-to-day -day basis that you have to follow up with that that business because they're yeah. all your babies right like yeah. you you create these businesses and now you have managers doing stuff that you don't even you're not even seeing like how do you make that happen the same way that you just said that they're my babies, they're Drew's babies, they're our, you know, my MJ and Jay are my business partners on the ice cream side, they're our babies, but at the end of the day, when we sit down with our managers and, and instill that, now this is your baby. Mm -hmm. So if anything happens, I'm not going to, you know, an hourly employee or somebody else to go talk to them, I'm coming to you, and they take that ownership and say, all right, now I, own, I basically own this property myself, and I have to run it yeah. just as well as these guys ran it when they first opened it. So being able to instill in them and then also giving them you know, if they ever needed anything, they can call and we can yeah. we can work it out. So you basically have to say, I'm not going to manage this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come to you. Yeah. And we're going to talk about what's not what's not working yeah. and what is working. Yeah, and then meet with them, you know, once a month at least. And a lot of my guys, I like to just go grab lunch with them, talk, not even business, just normal stuff, life stuff. How can I help them? Um, what's their goals are financially, if I can sit down and, and do a budget with them to see most people don't write their finances down on mm -hmm. paper. Yeah. Um, it's an eye-opening experience for them and it allows them to – correlate their finances with their goals in life, whether that's, I want to travel more, if I want to open up a business, I want to open, I want to buy my own house. So just being a people person and and not being a boss, I think is, has been very successful for us. Cool. Your, your managers are like your business babysitters. You know, you have, they, they're, they're responsible for everything. So if somebody's drawing crayons in the wall or whatever, you know, yeah. they're, they're your person that you have to hold accountable with yeah. that. Um, along with that, you know, you were just speaking about all the different uh, business partners that you have. Um, now, do you have the same business partners in all the companies or different business partners here and there and everywhere? Different. So Drew came to me for the, to invest in Hoppin and Hoppin Brands, which has now become four locations and uh, some more coming. MJ and uh, my buddy Jay, they came to me to invest in the ice cream shops. Right. And then F and Beer Guys, which we haven't touched on, is a draft beer service system. So anything that you need to pour the beer from the keg to the your cup, mm -hmm. we install all that. So Carson, my business partner there, has... 
um, he installed the stuff at Hoppin and then we became real close and we started F and beer guys. So <clears throat> a lot of it has just been people come to me. I've never really been the idea guy, just wow. been the, the execution guy. Yeah. Um, and all of them had great ideas and didn't have, or didn't understand the action to put in place to start yeah, a business. How to put pen to paper type of thing. Um, so me, I was more of an action guy and just yeah. say, shit, let's just, just roll with it. Go for it. Feel good about it. We've yeah. had our losses and circumstances. I've had businesses that I've started and lost. And those are the ones that I say are, are learning experiences and things that I'll take to the next business. Yeah, and kind of kind of keep the ball rolling forward. What, what's been your, um, you know, again, if, if we're talking secrets and tips, um, what, what's been your key uh, strategy to work with all your different business partners? Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that you don't serve the same role in F and Beer Guys that you do with Hoppin Brands yeah. and such. So, I mean, obviously, we know that you deal with each of them individually and the responsibilities for each of those businesses individually. But, um, you know, how, how do you keep changing hats, so to speak? Yeah, Every, everyone's different. And early on, there's a lot more of hand-holding, not necessarily hand-holding, but a teaching and mentoring your business partners that have never opened a business and being able to show them, like, a, a lot of it is just not thinking and it's just doing. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of sitting there and thinking, how am I going to do this? How is it going to get done? It's just go do it. And then you'll look back at it and say, well, all right, that's how it's done. Yeah. So instilling in them, I, I really feel like I'm a cheerleader more than anything. Mm -hmm. As a mentor, you just put the belief in them that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. I could see you with a set of pom-poms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pom-poms, nice little outfit. Yeah. So being able Gross. to <laughs> <laughs> being able to instill in them that, there's there's no rocket science to running a business or opening a business it's just doing the right thing is always the right thing and then yeah. if you just and taking action, action to, to go do like. it um and doing it right the first time yeah you know don't go half ass how about uh expectations with both um you know the different uh responsibilities obligations that you have as a part of the business outside of being the uh, best and maybe ugliest cheerleader, <laughs> dude. If you're if you're in a skirt, I am not attending that uh, <laughs> that football game, I guess. But um, how do you how do you go about managing your expectations between uh, your business partners as far as what they expect you to do and what you expect them to do? Yeah, we try and set in place and, and stay in our lane, mm -hmm. and then we we know when to pick each other up. Like Drew right, right now is is he just purchased a new home, so he's got a lot going on with with his new home because he's got to renovate some things before he moves in. So I know that there's some things that I got to pick up on his side to help him out with sure. our construction down in Greenville and make sure that, you know, I'm helping out in this in this time frame that he's trying to get his house done. Yeah. So really, we just we know our lane. We stay in our lane. And if we have any bigger picture items, we all, we get together. We talk about it. We make a decision together to see if that's something we want to move forward with. Yeah. Like the ice cream shops, we're looking at opening one in Rock Hill, South cool. Carolina. And me and MJ will get together and we'll we'll hash it out and say, all right, does this make sense? Does it not make sense? Right. Um, but day to day, MJ oversees the ice cream shops. Yeah. Um, you know, my day to day is, is mainly right now focusing on hopping brands and the growth of that because it is growing so quickly. Sure. Drew heads up all of our construction and more of, um, he's got the crazy mind. So he thinks of crazy things and yeah. he's the one that had brought, <laughs> that sounds awfully familiar. Christian <laughs> Webb. Anyway, <laughs> He brought the self-serve idea. He brought the duck pin bowling. So we were the first in Charlotte to have self-pour, the first in Charlotte to have duck pin bowling. Um, my wife just opened up Lovely Bride here on West Charlotte, right off West Moorhead right here, close by where we're at. So a bridal boutique franchise out of New York City. So being able to 
help her and kind of show her different things in business and that's been a, a fun process and Carson runs F and beer guys fully hundred percent and he calls me when he has any questions or needs something mm-hmm. so there we all kind of have our own lane and we all just trust that each other are doing what we're supposed to be doing and we meet when we need to meet yeah do you ever have problems with overlapping so for example if Carson wants to grab lunch on the same day that MJ does and the same day that your wife does or yeah. something like that and do you guys all just kind of have a community affair or how does that work no typically not I mean <laughs> it's I've gotten to a point now that I've sold a construction company that I've my day-to-day is is different and sure you know if somebody my wife wanted to meet with me obviously she's going to be first priority yeah whether, of course whatever whatever it is mm-hmm. um especially but, on an audio recording yeah mm-hmm. make sure we put that out to the public <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um but there's never like an overlap i mean the, these guys are all self-sufficient after the first couple of months and them fully getting rolled rolled yeah. into the business they they understand that man it's just just go with it and keep yeah. going and if there's anything big they'll they'll call yeah of course um I think perhaps most the most impressive thing to me is is just your ability to manage time. You know, managing people is one thing, mm-hmm. um, but the fact that you have all these different business ventures at once, um, having people in place, but also the ability to meet with us for a podcast yeah. and meet with a friend for for lunch, and then be able to do your own thing whenever you know whenever you need to get out of that environment. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you use any any type of calendar software or something like that especially when things get get thick or is it just yeah. a constant line of communication for you a little old school i have on my phone i just have a note section trapper keeper no, yeah. <laughs> a little note section that allows me to keep track of kind of things that i needed to do right but i've always been if it comes across my desk which i don't have a desk but if it comes across mm-hmm. my desk i quickly try and get it done unless yeah. it's something like all right that can wait a day or two and I can just put it on my list and I'll knock it out when I have time to sit down on my computer. Yeah. So, so no he, procrastination whatsoever. Yeah. It must God, be nice. Y'all need to have a lunch <laughs> right need now. A, yeah. Like you need right to after teach me this. your ways, sensei. I'm, I feel like if it, if it hits my desk and I don't do it right away, yeah. it's probably going to get lost. And I, I like to refer to myself as the world's best procrastinator, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm a person that... Find a way uh, to get it done. Yeah, you know, if something... He is a true grad student. He treats every yep. he treats every project like a report. Like a report. Last minute. Do yep. that shit the day before. Yeah. Like. yeah, so if you give me a deadline at like 9 a.m. tomorrow and it'll take me like an hour to do, I'll start it at about 7.58 tomorrow. I mean, it's just... And then it'll get, I'll get done it done. And it'll be perfect. I'll yeah. get it done. I mean, it's it's a talent, to be honest. It you is know? a talent. It's, uh, it's a way to get stressed out. Well, See how he's always relaxed. Yeah, he's just, like high he just, pitch. Yeah, he's 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 all chilled out. He's like he's like David, you know. David's the other the other chill guy in the room, and then you and I are just like the ant drink too much coffee and oh, yeah. energy bolts and and lightning coming out of our fingertips type people or whatever. Yeah, so that's that's great stuff, man. So um, you know, talking about innovation, talking about all your businesses. Do you have a favorite, by the way, out of your businesses? Don't lie. No. You are, oh, you are, I, so, I don't, you are I, so full of shit. Right, <laughs> right now, Hopping Brands is probably I was gonna say. the yeah. most time consuming. Yeah. Or not time consuming, but it is the one that is like, all right, this right now is Your my, bigger my newborn. This sure. is the one that we can grow substantially. We can franchise if we want. There's so much we can do and get it to a point to where it could sell for a nice number. Yeah. Um, two Scoops has been phenomenal. Uh, MJ, who's oversees that he has his own thing with real estate so that's kind of like you know we take it as it comes if somebody calls and say hey we got a property you guys want to take a look at it we'll go take a look at it if it makes sense we'll do it we have a lot of people calling to to wholesale ice Mm -hmm. cream in different cities so 
right now, Hoppin Brands is kind of the one. Yeah. Um, I love Two Scoops because that was the first business that I started that wasn't stressful. People came in happy. They came yeah. in to get ice cream. They brought yeah. their kids in. It was fun. We can give back. Um, we can do different things with fundraisers. So Yeah. They came in happy and they left happier. <laughs> so, so how does ice cream work during the winter? Yeah, Do that's people a good still point. come? You'd be surprised. This year we actually got pretty lucky. Um, but yeah, you didn't have a winter this yeah. year. Yeah. This yeah. year was like, nine been, days of cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's been pretty good. So surprisingly, it actually, we sell a good bit of ice cream. Still, you're in the winter. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I've Nowhere always, near yeah. like yeah. July, Summer, August, yeah. June. I mean, it, it's a huge I always thought jump. it'd be really cool if somebody like made an, made an ice cream shop that like right at November, it transformed into like a unique hot chocolate flavors or something. Yeah. And like you have like 20 different hot chocolate flavors and it's oh, just all winter. And then We're going to have to cut like him off. We're going to have to cut him off. I hear him talking about cookies. chocolate. Yeah, no, yeah. he's Like he's I'm telling you, I think that would be a rant. thing. I think if, if it was like, if you marketed the switch every year and everybody knew that, oh, they switched today, that's going to be insane. I got to be the first day. First yeah, create FOMO. I think yeah. that'd be a right. thing. That'd be, that would be interesting for sure. Uh, I really, I've thought the same thing about yogurt, yogurt stores in some way as well. Yeah. They don't have as much power for it though, but ice cream would be... That yeah. would work. That would be something. Do you, do, do you guys do hot chocolates and stuff in mm-hmm. the wintertime? Ah, you would go. have to do a, it almost have to be like you flip everything over and it's almost like remodeling. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you flip the boards over and they turn brown instead of white. All right, like, here we go. Here we go. Here's my pitch. Self-serve hot chocolate. How about that? Self-serve <laughs> hot chocolate. You can call it hopping two scoops. Yeah, well, I would come. I'm telling you, I'd be there. We know. We know you would. Get a scoop of vanilla. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a chocolate addict, by the way. It's not okay. Like. For an okay. adult to consume that much, he has a secret stash that I actually know about in his office desk filled with chocolates. I'm not, I'm not making that up. Like a bag of Snickers, bag of Snickers. He yeah. keeps Reese's in there just to make me mad. At you have to steal it one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hide it from him. He'll, he'll probably have like a conniption over something, I guess. But mm-hmm. anyway, man, um, sounds like you have so much going on. Um, I mean, there's just so many, <coughs> so many things and lessons, lessons to pull from. Um, so if you were, here's a interesting question for you if you were i don't know let's say 24 years old bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and you wanted to get into a into an industry um whether it's whether it's service industry ice cream or in you know self-serve yeah um you know draft emporiums or whatever you call it um what would what would be your advice to that person like what would you tell them to do outside of not opening one to compete with you in charlotte (laughs) (laughs) the biggest thing is one, it's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So, and I explained my life or my business, actually life and business um, career as as an iceberg. Everybody sees the top ten percent of right. your of your life. Nobody sees the ninety percent under the water. All the shit you've been through, all the struggles, not sure. knowing if you're going to make payroll, um, you know, not having but three hundred dollars in your bank account. So nobody sees that underneath, and just know going into it, you're going to have to work hard, mm-hmm. really hard. And finding something you're passionate about. Um, a lot of people talk about passion and, and picking something that you're going to actually want to do and wake up to do. If not, it's just too easy to quit because you'll sure. get to a point, whether if it's three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, where it's like, this is not worth it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not passionate about it, you'll just stop. Sure. Um, perspective is another big one that I think has made me very, very successful. Um, having the right perspective on life, having the right perspective in different situations and knowing that you know life truly is um, just... 90% or 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Mm-hmm. So having a right perspective, I lost my baby brother at two and a half from brain cancer. Oh, wow. So me waking up every day with him in the hospital, not knowing if he was going to, you know, make it another day to see his brothers or see his family. Um, and him 
doing the same thing, waking up in a hospital bed and smiling every day and having a smile on his face, you quickly realize that there's hundreds of people, kids, adults in hospitals right now. Yeah. And we're fortunate enough to wake up and go do what we want to do. So if you're going to start your own business, just have the right perspective on yeah. it. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, that don't have the ability to wake up in their own bed. Yeah. Um, that and then patience. Patience is probably the biggest one. A lot of people will look three years from now and say, there's no way I can work that hard. And three years from now, you know, it, it be successful or, mm-hmm. but if you ask anybody, you know, you think of something that happened three years ago, you're like, damn, that was only three years ago. It happened fast. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we look backwards in the past right by. and it's quick. But if we look three years in the future or five years in the future, it's like, man, that's a long time. So no, you know, having patience that if you work hard and you're passionate about it and it's something that, you know, you really believe in, it'll, it'll, it'll work. You need to, you need to like write a book or come up with like a, like a, not a self-help seminar, but like a motivational seminar. Cause mm-hmm. it's all P's. You said it was passion, perspective, and patience. Yep. That's that's going to be your thing. The three P's. The three, three P's. P's. The rich, richest three P's. Richest three P's to get rich. There you go. <laughs> rich, Richie Rich's three P's to get rich. See, yeah. see, Christian is the one that called you Richie Rich. I promised that I wouldn't call him Richie Rich. So I'll just mention it there. But that's that's incredible, man. I just said it as a book title. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, yeah. I got you. So I'm the one that mentioned it. So I'm so apparently I'm the a hole here, but. Um, how, how would you say that since opening, speaking of perspective specifically, how would you say that your perspective has changed since opening businesses and, and changing your business types and also growing into more businesses and opportunities? Yeah. On the business side, when I had my construction company, I made more money than I ever thought I could make. Sure. Um, I had a partner early on who, you know, is still a friend of mine and just didn't work out. So bought him out early on Mm -hmm. second, early on in the second year, but my perspective really changed throughout that process because I made more money than I ever thought I would make. Right. But I was the unhappiest I ever was. Interesting. Because it was stressful. It just wasn't worth it. Yeah. Were you passionate about it? Just out of curiosity? I was passionate about the sale and the challenge. I wasn't really passionate about construction in a sense. Yeah. And everybody would kind of say that. Like, well, you weren't really passionate about about ice cream. You're not passionate about beer. You're not passionate about, well, you guys missed the point that my passion is how can I take a challenge, turn it into something, help these guys you know, that are my partners mm-hmm. see their vision and actually just go create it. That's where the passion is. If I can speak to somebody and then three years later, it's like it happened. Yeah. Like that's where something the to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Creating things. Yeah. yeah. I, I have something for you. I think that your passion is the process. <coughs> so process and then being able to help other people. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's what it is. Like the, you know, you could, you could do anything really. I mean, whether it's a restaurant or, you know, a clothing company yeah. or, or a, Draft Emporium or a, or a coffee spot or a ice cream that for you, it seems like the passion is the process yeah. the, and not necessarily the struggle, but you know, just the, the, I mean, struggle makes contrast. True. Yeah. True. You know, I you mean, struggle with things and then, and then once you get through them, you know, you can be proud of them. You don't That's realize that, man. If you don't, if you don't take a little bit of suck, you don't even know what good feels like. That's right. the truth. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. So. That's why if you're always successful and you never fail, you'll never go anywhere. Right. If you fail, be stagnant. Now, that's a tramp. That's why I say it's a trampoline. Your failure is going to make you three times better than. Yeah, it's almost like a, I don't want to fall back in that. That yeah. mud hole sucked. I don't want to be in it. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna climb up to that. Those are the best times, the challenging <laughs> times. Yeah. Now I used to walk into job trailers, and you know, a superintendent or a project manager would say, "Hey, can you do this?" And I confidently say yes i'd walk out of the trailer look at myself and say how the hell am i gonna yes <laughs> that is the single most that is the single he's a salesperson that for is sure. the single most christian web comment i've ever heard in my entire yeah. life correct answer is yes then yeah figure that shit out yeah, yeah christian christian will will no 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 well actually there's another step to christian's process 
no matter if you ask Christian to do anything on the face of the earth, even if it's a brain surgery, okay, he'll be like, yeah, no problem. We got that. We'll get you, you know, we'll do we'll do three brains at the same time, man. We'll grow another arm or whatever. Yeah. And then his next point, which I'm guessing you have with your business partners, is he goes, Reese. <laughs> we got to learn how to do this real fast. Let's get yeah. it done. Reese, I know, I know that you, and then here comes my procrastination. I know that you have 150 things due by 4 p.m. today, but uh, got can, another I just, one. can I just give you a. You shouldn't have procrastinated because now I'm surprising you with something yeah, now, random. Now, here you go. And here's the. Here's the, the you know what, though, papers, man? Though. People can talk shit about that all they want. Like, at the end of the day, that stuff gets done at high quality, and it's because we learn the process. True. And then guess what? The next person asks me that question, Easy. it is a confident yes, yeah. because we now know how to do it. You never will know how to do it until somebody asks you to do it, and you get the That's you why get I the say, sale. don't think about it. Don't ask how to do it. Just go yeah. do it. And yeah. then you'll look back on it and say, that's how it's done. Yeah. Guess I'm not going to build a retargeted campaign when somebody doesn't pay me to. Yeah. Right. So obviously, your first learning structure will be paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to say yes sooner or later. Yeah. yeah, that's true. My dad told me when I was younger, he said, man, if if you're willing to take an opportunity or take a chance that other people aren't, you can always find something or somebody smarter than you to do the job. Yeah. They just weren't willing to See? go start it themselves. Rich yeah. just said that I'm smarter than you. That, I, you're, mm. you're definitely. You asked Reese. I don't like his judgment anymore. I liked it, I liked it before Perfect. that. Perfect. Perfect. No, it's, it, it is an interesting. Uh, Christian and I are very lucky. We talk smack about each other all the time, but we've, we've been working together for so long. It, it, it's like uh, I blindly know what, what Christian will do or say in a situation. Yeah. I don't have to think about it at all, so we're kind of fortunate in that a realm. A no gets you nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it's absolutely true. And um, one, of, one of the things that I like about that mentality is that is that when much, much like the procrastination perspective, like when I'm when I'm forced when I'm forced into the fire or yeah. whatever, I'll rise to the top. You know, backs and, against the wall. You don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, you got to go forward. And so you know, when when Christian will come to me with something like that, which I mean, this literally happens every single day. I mean, if you if you knew how often it happened, you'd really you'd really die. The blessings were growing so fast. Right? Yeah, but um, you know, I might be timid to take that take that step, and then. You know, Christian will come into my office and he'll be like, "Here's your step, buddy. Like, we got to take it now. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been hitting to it for two weeks. Yeah, because I, I won't. Today's I won't, the day. Yep, I won't forsake my reputation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know my strengths and weaknesses, but I won't forsake my reputation or his. You know, so it's it's a a, a match made in hell, pretty much. <laughs> it's something else. Um, Rich, man, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning. Um, tell us all your companies and how people can find you, get a hold yep. of you, and you know, just give yourself a shameless plug real fast. So start off with Two Scoops Creamery. Uh, two Scoops Creamery. The best ice cream on the planet. All homemade ice cream. We make it locally here in Charlotte in our Plaza Midwood location. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Hoppin LLC. Um, so Hoppin CLT for our Charlotte location. Penthouse CLT for our, our Penthouse location in Plaza. Hoppin underscore GVL for our Hoppin Greenville location. The Studio CLT for the studio. Uh, Lovely Bride CLT, which is my wife's business. Uh, bridal shop. Modern Classics is my brother's barbershop uh, over on South Boulevard, very high-end men's grooming lounge. So if you're looking for kind of a, a men's getaway and a good haircut and a good hot towel shave, that's the place to be. F and Beer Guys, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and I feel like I'm missing something, but... That's so funny. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like... I, I lost I lost one of my businesses on the Excel sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me. You, know, you, need, you need like a, you oh, need like oh, a list you, of it. You, the... the um, Install, install. F and beer, guys. We got no, that. Oh, you we did got get that. that. Yeah. Uh, Hopping Brands, if you want to follow our main mother company, Hopping Brands on Instagram. Four o'clock today. Go get a beer. Yeah. Oh, you missed uh, the studio. Got the studio. Oh, we got the studio. Studio, CLT, entertainment venue. It. It's it. ridiculous. Listen. Absolutely ridiculous. We're just going to. I think we hit them all. 
All right. You know, oh, Moyer's Lakeside Eatery up at Langtree yeah. on exit 31. You know, you want good lunch. That's a, that's a good spot to be. Sweet. I'll probably be there this afternoon because I live right, right yeah. there. Um, so I always like to finish out and kind of just ask a lighthearted and funny question here. Um, so here's my lighthearted and funny question for you. So when Christian and I were in Tampa, we went to Tampa about, I don't know, I guess it's been like last May or something like that. Yeah. But we had a guy that made us like alcoholic ice cream. So oh, he's on about that digital marketing company. Yeah, yeah. So uh, is that something that you would that you would consider, or what do you think the future is with that stuff, having alcohol ice cream and stuff like that? There's a company in Charleston that has started, and I think they've been pretty successful with it. Um, I think that kind of takes away a big demo, or a big portion of your demographic and people you're actually trying to sell to, which is the kids. Yeah. So not saying that it wouldn't be successful. I, me personally, I wouldn't want to go have a liquor ice cream or yeah. an alcoholic ice cream. We do have a white Russian ice cream. We have rum raisin, which has yeah. rum in it. So we have a few. I mean, to be honest, I had it, but it was for like just like the gimmicky. to have it once. Super you know? gimmicky. Right. I probably if I had like multiple choices, I would have just gotten a drink. Yeah. No, 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 no. He lies. If if he would have had multiple choices, he would have he would have gotten the double super duper triple chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> Whatever. Oh yeah. Whatever. Skip but honestly, this. ice cream over a drink, I would have taken a drink after having it once, after trying it once. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think it's really gimmicky. Yeah. In business, you don't want to be in a situation where you have a product or service where people do it one time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that yeah. I think that's that's one of the yeah. problems with that. However, because what I was just sitting here thinking about is that if you could if you could, you know, make that into a into an actual product, yeah. that might be something, you know, where they oh, like sell a sellable product. Yeah. Like huh. like where you're where you're Instead selling like of, a nationwide We did a we did a beer with our vanilla ice cream with Lenny Boy. Mm-hmm. And we put it out at a couple of our tap rooms they had it in their tap room and it sold like crazy. Really? Yeah. So we used a bunch of our homemade vanilla ice cream and was, was that a was that a kombucha product type thing or was no, it, it was a beer? Oh, really? Instead of wine and ice cream, they would just get wine ice cream. Well, I know what I need to try now. It was a, that it sounds was a bonkers. Full on uh, let me find actually the Yeah. See if I can find the name well, of it. Well, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely uh, check the uh, check the picture for sure. That's uh I don't know. There's just so many innovations and such mm-hmm. that that will come out before long with that. Well, thanks for coming, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, appreciate absolutely. you guys having me. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much, Rich. What photo you got?